Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. And welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we bring you a favorite question that I've gotten hundreds of times uh, since uh, COVID has came out, and more importantly, since the vaccines have come out, you know, how were they able to get a vaccine out so quickly? And I was able to answer this. I've been actually answering this question a lot um, on kind of various social media platforms here and there, but I've really never had anything to kind of reference to to say, hey, like, you know, go ahead, check this out uh, to get that answer. So I finally said, you know what, let me record this. So I actually ended up recording um, on a Medicine Mondays episode, especially if you're following us on the YouTube channel, which you should be following us on the YouTube channel at Dr. Bayer PRD. TV as well as Dr. Pierre's health checks. I got two YouTube pages. I answered the question, you know, how did we get, you know, the COVID vaccine out as quote unquote quickly as we did? And I even added on a little bonus because a lot of times I'll, I'll hear about like, why is there no HIV vaccine? So I kind of killed two birds with one stone and I get ready for, again, another amazing episode. If you had not had a chance, um, this is one where you're going to want to subscribe to the episode. This is one that you're probably going to want to favorite and be able to share to like your friends and family members, especially those who are on the fence on getting the vaccine because of that level of hesitancy of wondering like how were we able to get here as quickly as we're able to get here. So get ready for another amazing episode here on the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. This podcast is sponsored by the Lunch and Learn Community Merchandise Store, living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. At the store, you can get your favorite t-shirts, coffee mugs, even wristbands, and more. For a limited time, you can get 10% off your next purchase using the coupon code EMPOWER10. That's EMPOWER10, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-10. Just go to shop.drbayerpr.com to pick up your purchase and get 10% off today. And remember, 50% of your purchases will be donated to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation, a nonprofit organization for high school students. Hello, what's going on? Is yours truly Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board certified internist, founder of drbayerpr.com, as well as the host of the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry podcast, more importantly, host of the Medicine Mondays. And I am here to bring you an amazing message. And what I really want this message to do for you guys is, because this is a question I've gotten quite often, pretty much since really the month of December, but really much since COVID started, but definitely in the month of December when treatment and vaccine started coming out is like, how are they able to get this vaccine out so quickly? Right. That's a, you know, common concern that I'm getting uh, from a lot of people who want to be informed on the vaccine, want to be informed on treatment. Uh, but they're a little skeptical. They're a little concerned. Right. So they like, you know, how, how do they get this vaccine out so quickly? And I have dubbed this message the perfect storm. Why is it the perfect storm? Because a lot of things had to happen for a treatment especially of COVID-19, a treatment vaccine-wise to come out as quote-unquote quickly as it did. So before I start, 
right? Before I start, you know, the discussion, I want to kind of ease some concerns. The vaccine did not come out quickly. This is not something that was rushed. Cause some, when you, sometimes when you hear quickly, you hear rushed. And if you hear rushed, you think it may not be as good. That is not the case, right? It was what I call it, what I'm dubbing, right? The perfect storm. Maybe I'll like, you know, have some lightning, you know, sounds or something come, come around, uh, when, when I finish post recording this to like a lot of things had to happen for us to get to this point for again it, it not even again a little bit over a year before not yeah really actually it was you know, especially from treatment course a little under a year for a vaccine you know to kind of come out and come to treatment right so like i want you guys to be able to you know, again bookmark this save this you know favorite it do whatever you need to do because you're going to hear this question a lot and i want you to be able to kind of reference something i want you to, be able to say like no 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 no. like i heard dr barry call this like the perfect storm i need you to listen to this i need you to watch this and you know after you listen and watch it i think you're going to kind of understand right because again i understand the concern right i understand you know the hesitancy you know, behind a, a new vaccine, a new treatment course, um, coming out and, and you having questions, right? Again, when here on the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, the goal is to empower yourself with better health, right? So I want you to be empowered with correct knowledge, right? So we're going to be, we're going to be going through, right? A, a couple of things, again, a little more than a couple of things that had to occur for us to get to this point. And then as a bonus, right? Uh, you know, I love to give you guys as much as I can, right? As a bonus, I'm also going to answer the question that I, I usually get kind of, it usually gets sandwiched on top of it. Like, like how are they able to get this vaccine out so quickly, but there's no vaccine for HIV, right? Which is another virus. And we're going to talk about that um, as well too, right? So we're going to, we're going to hit the perfect storm, right? Really answering the simple, it's a, I, I call it a quote unquote simple explanation on how did the COVID-19 vaccine come out so fast, right? And then, right, we're going to, as a bonus, I'm going to end off and saying, hey, this is why we also don't have an HIV vaccine, right? Because I, I, I get that question kind of asked as a combined question a lot. So, you know, first and foremost, again, um, you're truly Dr. Barry. Again, I appreciate you guys uh, for checking me out. And make sure, again, uh, you tell, you know, share this with a friend. Share this with like 10 friends, right, who has questions, who has concerns. And and first of all, don't dismiss their concerns, right? Now, we've been trying to really drive home this fact. We're not here to dismiss anyone's concerns. If you're concerned of, you know, about COVID, you're concerned about the treatments, um, you heard, you know, the, the vaccines getting paused left or like, if you're concerned, like, I, I want you to be concerned and then be able to find the correct knowledge out there to become empowered on yourself, right? So, uh, let's, let's start, right? So we talk about, the perfect storm, right? So like, I kind of, I kind of I, I dub this in different phases, right? To kind of, it can kind of ease you in uh, to what's kind of going on here, right? So let's talk about part one, right? Which is, I call the history of the mRNA vaccine, right? Because especially when we talk about, you know, vaccines coming out quickly, they're usually mentioning and referring to Moderna and Pfizer, which are two of the vaccines that were um, able to um, be used for emergency use in December, right? Which is, again, a little bit less than a year since our first uh, documented diagnosis and really it's about like 10, 10 11 months if you want to kind of you know get really nitty picky about it but let's talk about the history of mrna vaccines so first of all these vaccines have been studied since the 1990s right so you're going to hear a lot of people say like oh these vaccines came out of nowhere um and why is this the first time you're using it? no they've actually been studied on several different diseases the flu zika virus rabies uh cmv cytomegalovirus they've been studied on it they've never been studied on humans but we have been studying these types of 
vaccines for certain viruses in the past, again, since the 1990s, which is about two decades. And an mRNA vaccine is a copy of a natural chemical, uses a copy of a natural chemical called messenger RNA to produce an immune response, right? So again, that's how these vaccines work, right? Again, they use this mRNA, which is why we call this the messenger uh, vaccines, right? They use this copy to help your body produce it. I've always kind of dubbed it as the playbook. It kind of gives you the playbook to say, hey, if something like this comes around, this is how you're going to fight it. AKA, if, if you see COVID come around, this is what I want you to do to be able to fight that COVID. And what's happened really since the 1990s that's really got us to this point where, like I said, a lot of things had to happen. But what's happened really, and again, just look around, technological advances have allowed for the ability for us to use these mRNA vaccines. Because before, when we, reason why we couldn't use them was because it was, they, they were, they were too, uh, let's call it brittle, right? And so we, again, we're not gonna break down, we're not gonna get down too nitty gritty on the scientific terms, but let's just say they were too brittle, too unstable to be able to kind of carry that message that we need over and then transfer it to a human body. We couldn't do that in the 1990s. But guess what, right? This is 2021, right? Or we'll even rewind it to 2020. We have a lot of technological advances that have occurred since that time that's allowed us to be able to say, you know what? I think we could use mRNA vaccines. And, you know, first of all, again, especially when we think about where obviously the highlight is the COVID vaccine, but trust me, the success that they've had with the COVID vaccine that, and now that our technological advances have kind of caught up, you best believe they're definitely going to use it for other different types of viruses and just infections in general. And I, I, I wanted to definitely add on to this point. They do not alter DNA, right? I'm not sure where that came from. I'm not sure the, the, you know, what, you know, what website, what book someone might have read that said like, Oh no, if they give us an mRNA vaccine. And I think it's because they, 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 they read the NA, like mRNA DNA and they read that and they think somehow it changes our DNA. It does not do that whatsoever. Again, we're not going to get scientific on here because y'all not, y'all don't come to me for the scientific uh, mumbo jumbo, right? Y'all just come to me to kind of explain it as simple as possible. Like it does not do that. Um, you do not have to worry. No DNA, no infertility, nothing is going to happen using uh, this vaccine here, right? So that's really part one, right? Because I, wa I want us to kind of get that background structure before we kind of move forward. So um, birth to part two, right? Let's I call it like the birth of a deadly virus, right? So COVID-19 first identified in Wuhan, China in December of 2019. It was found to be able to be spread through respiratory droplets, when people cough, when they sneeze, when they talked. And it has an incubation period of two to 14 days before symptoms occur. What does that mean? That you could have COVID for two, up to two weeks before you have any symptoms. And why is that a problem? The reason why it's a problem is because you can be spreading and giving out COVID to other people uh, for two weeks before you even realize you're doing it. And this is, and that's again, that's, and that's an issue because you have a disease, right? That spreads just by us talking, by us sneezing, by us coughing. And now I can spend two weeks before it causes a problem. And we already know it's a deadly virus. But the problem is 
Like you have some viruses in the past where they spread quickly, but you're symptomatic very quickly. So like, oh, hold on. Like you're, you've gotten sick after in two days. Let me quarantine you. Let me do something like that. But if two weeks go by and I don't know you have a disease, I can't quarantine that. So what does that mean? That means one person could go around affecting hundreds of people and, and subsequently thousands of people without even knowing it within a two week span, right? So you had this deadly virus that again, discovered in um, Wuhan, China in December 19. We already had our first case in January 21st uh, here in the United States. And by March 11th was declared a pandemic, means this is worldwide. That is how quickly this thing spread. Because again, someone had it, right? But didn't realize they had it. They went to travel. They went to talk. They went to families. They went to parties. They went to clubs. They went, they did everything they needed to do. And then next thing you know, a whole bunch more people have it and a whole bunch more people are spreading it unknowing. So, right. So you have this birth of a deadly virus that spreads to a lot of people, spreads quickly, but you don't get symptomatic from it, right? So again, again, when, when I talk about the recipe of a perfect storm, this is definitely it. So let's go to part three, right? Let's, so we're, we're moving on. So now we've got this virus that's now everywhere. Again, March 11th, pandemic status, right? It's worldwide global problems. Now, what does that mean when it causes a problem? Public health emergency across several countries began to occur, right? And again, you guys know I'm a public health, you know, obviously I'm pro, I have, I have a degree in public health, right? So obviously I'm pro public health, but we started noticing that now we had hospitals being overrun, health systems being overran because the amount of people who again were now getting sick, they were coming in the bunches. And guess what? We weren't ready for them, right? Like here in the United States, you know, a lot of our initial talk was slow to curve, slow to curve, slow to the curve. The reason why we had to slow the curve is because we knew we did not have the supply to meet up with the demand that we were seeing across the globe. And that was occurring. There's people dying because they didn't have a chance and didn't have access to the healthcare system. Not as if the healthcare system wasn't good. It's just like, no, like if you need a vent to breathe and I only have 10 vents, but 20 people come to see me, guess what? 10 of those people aren't going to make it. And that's what was happening across the world, even here in the United States, right? We had a supply and demand issue because now you had this virus, this deadly virus that again, because it incubates after two to 14 days, we don't even know about it. And because we don't even know about it, guess what? Now tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people have this virus and then the numbers kind of shot up through the roof, right? And if you, you, you may say, hey, you know, okay, yes, some hospitals overrun. Trust me, no, hospitals across the world were being overrun to the point where now financial markets were crashing. I know I got some uh, financial folks who follow me and listen to the podcast or watch me on the YouTube channel. Financial markets were crashing in March. Uh, you know, everything was hitting all time lows, right? Because here you had this pandemic virus that was essentially shutting everything down. Because now governments had to do something. So they started instilling travel bans. They started, you know, doing restrictions. They weren't, you had some countries like, no, if you're from this country, you can't come here. If you're from that country, you can't come here. Or no, if you're in this country, you can't leave. Oh, even worse. Hey, you, if you're in this city, you can't leave your house. All right. Again, I, my VA, uh, she's from the Philippines and they had a, uh, probationary period where only one person was allowed to leave outside a house every three days, right? That's, this is the reality that we were facing with this again, quote unquote, perfect storm associated with COVID. So we had some problems. We had some concerns that we really need to deal with. So again, you have this government bans. 
I mean, government uh, travel bans, you had restrictions, financial markets crashing, you had hospitals being overran, problems galore. And then you have this issue where the support, right, for having something, some type of, you know, lifeboat is at an all time high. Like I said, this and again, it usually does not occur again. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, when you when you hear the phrase, oh, this vaccine came out of nowhere. No, 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 no. It did not come out of nowhere. There was a lot of people who were looking and begging and pleading for some type of help because you had all of these issues that were occurring. So I like to, I like to call this phase kind of the different way of life because people had to adjust, right? They had to adjust to a new way of life. They had to adjust to get, there are some parts of the country of the world where they, ma- they always wore masks. It wasn't an issue, but especially here in the United States, you have people who are like, I got to wear a mask everywhere I go, or I can't even go into the grocery store. I can't even go into the mall. I can't even go ride a, I can't even do normal things that I used to be able to do unless I have this mask on, right? So th- this was a way of life. And not only masks, you couldn't go to school. You had, your kids couldn't go to school. And, and that's if these things were even open. You had large events, you know, sports conferences, sports, uh, you know, leagues, playoffs, uh, you know, uh, medical schools, schools just in general being closed and saying, you know what? We're doing virtual. Everything's going virtual because the risk of getting people in one confined room and having one person, again, like I said, in two to 14 days, one person spread that out to the world was too high. And you had colleges shutting down left and right because they're like, no, we can't do it. High schools, middle schools, elementary schools, like, no, we cannot do this. And, you know, as you see, when this is occurring, you had job sectors being forced out of work because they couldn't go to work. Again, I'm a physician. I work in the hospital setting. But I had my friends who were surgeons who couldn't do surgery because the hospital wouldn't let them do surgery. You had states that are saying like, no, if you have in the building, you need to shut that down. Right. Like, so imagine going to school all this time and, you know, working with your hands and, and the need to do that. And all of a sudden you can't do anything. Right. Because you had uh, this virus. Right. That it was out of your control, not even allowing you to work like that was like reality for a lot of people, which is still is reality for some people. Um, you know, I, I say burnout, depression all times high, right? Because again, people aren't working anymore. Financial markets crashing, uh, travel bans, people having to wear masks, people having to stay home, like all these things that people were just not used to in such a short period of time. Remember, the first case was found in December 2019. We had pandemic status by March, right? Less, less than four months, right? Pandemic status. This is a problem. People were not ready for it to the point where we had anti-mask rallies. Like imagine, Imagine, like, imagine this craziness, right? Again, 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 do I, I, yeah, I kind of blame folks, right? But imagine being so disheartened, being so, you know, burnt out, being so depressed by this virus that's pandemic level, that's killing people, that's spreading to everywhere, that you say, you know what, enough is enough, I'm not wearing a mask, right? Like, people were so, um, People were so out of touch, right? And they were so upset that their control, their way of life and their control was gone. They're like, no, I'm going to protest against wearing a mask, even though wearing a mask was saving their life. They're like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'd rather take the risk of getting this deadly virus. And unfortunately, a lot of people did and a lot of people died from it, right? But I'd rather take the risk of not wearing a mask, uh, and protest my right not to wear this mask than do it. And this was happening. We, we saw, we definitely saw a lot of it here in the United States, but it definitely happening worldwide as well, too, in, in that regard, right? So again, that different way of life was a shock for a lot of people.
But guess what? Help uh, was on the way, right? This is that, again, we're, we're talking about this recipe of help on the perfect storm, right? Help began on the way because you started seeing resources for not only testing, for treating and everything alike. All of a sudden you had all of these countries and private corporations, public corporations banding together to say, hey, we need to do something, right? Because you know what? Like my country can't be locked down forever. We need to do something to quote unquote, you heard the term open back up, right? So you had governments across the world, corporations across the world, pharmaceutical companies across the world teaming up to say like, what can we we do together to get to the point where, you know what, let's quote unquote open this back up again and get to our normal way of life. Because clearly a different way of life was not the way people were going to be adjusting, right? It just wasn't going to happen. Um, research studies began um, and then at, at, at a point, right? And this is why I always, I always caution the people who think like it came out of nowhere. When you, when you, when we typically in a typical study, right? When I'm typically doing a medical study, a lot of times it, the, the amount of work that it takes to get enough volunteers or people who want to be in said study just to see, you know, does this treatment work or not usually takes a long time, right? A lot of times it takes a long time because we don't have enough people, right? So we have to kind of go out and go worldwide. We have to go to these different parts of the area just to get enough people to make sure our numbers make sense. But guess what happened in COVID that we didn't have to worry about? We didn't have to worry about a whole bunch of people, you know, getting, if, if we don't have, we didn't have to worry about whether a whole bunch of people had this disease or whether a whole bunch of people were going to join these studies. That was not the case, right? You had some studies, Moderna were like close to 40,000, Pfizer close to 30,000, kind of vice versa. Like you had, you had plenty of people who couldn't wait, couldn't wait to join these studies. They're probably part of those anti-mask. Some of them were probably part of those anti-mask rallies. They couldn't wait to join like these studies. So again, now all of a sudden when I'm doing a study and it used to take me a long time just to get my numbers up as far as the people who really were willing to be a part of the study. Now that was not the case and it was not the case worldwide. So you had your studies being filled up. You had governments and corporations and pharmaceutical companies being, you know, funded. Right. And I, I call about, I talk about the government world support worldwide for research like never before because financial support was huge. You have, you have, uh, countries say, Hey, you know what? If you work on developing this medication, this vaccine, we will buy that from you. In fact, you know what? We don't even, we're not even going to wait to see if it completely works. We'll front you some money just to go through the studies. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you that usually that does not usually that does not occur. Right. You don't have government saying like, we'll pay for it, even if it doesn't work. A lot of times these private companies are the ones who usually have to take the financial risk on their own. But now you had these governments saying like, you know what? Like, we'll pay for you. You don't have to worry about it. Come on. Like, this is this is simple. Right. Of course, you're telling me I can do my study. I can do the numbers. I got plenty of people who quilling to volunteer for me. And even if it doesn't work, you're still going to pay me for it anyways. Yeah, we'll sign up for that. So again, again, a lot of things had to occur, but a lot of things occurred again that were like in the positive direction for uh, COVID-19. And then the, the, the welcome party, right? Like, I guess, you know, when I say the welcome party, it's more like, Hey, all of a sudden, you know, come, you know, December, right? Come January, come this January, December, all of a sudden you had two of the two main ones, especially when we talk about the uh, mRNA vaccine uh, types, right? You had two main ones, Moderna and Pfizer that were authorized, right? Like all of that stuff that I, I've been talking about this whole time, all of that stuff had to happen for us to be able to get 
a vaccine out and to enough people, right? And for us, obviously, for us to show that it's safe. And and again, let me let me let me let me hype on and focus on that safetyness because I think a lot of people when they hear. You know, it, it came out quickly. They thought that we had to skip steps. Let me tell you, we didn't have to skip a single step. In fact, you know, especially when you got people like me on the medical side, we were not going to allow them to skip a single step. Right. The way that they would normally work to get a vaccine, to get a medication, to get a treatment out, they had to do all of those steps. But guess what? A lot of those steps got sped up. Right. Technology technology allowed these mRNA vaccine types to get sped up. The fact that Everybody in the whole world almost had COVID allowed us to get a lot of people with COVID. The fact that government support um, was there financially allowed these pharmaceutical companies to be able to kind of crank these medications out. But trust me, they had to go through every single step of the way to get it. And again, there's four phases. Again, we're not going to like again focus on the four phases of uh, research and how you get a medication out. If you want, you know, leave it, leave, drop me in the comments, hit me in the DMs, email, whatever. Say, hey, I want to hear about those four phases and I'll definitely educate you on those. But that's not neither here or now. It's about, hey, what did we have to do to get to this point? All of that just that I was just mentioning that I've been talking about this whole time. All of that stuff had to occur for us to get to the point where, you know what? We've had enough people in our study. We see the results. The technology is there. We're ready to go. Right. Like that. And that was the beauty of, of you know, medication and medicine and technology. And just unfortunately, everything coming together, you know, at the right time. So you have, you know, phenomenal success rates um, in avoiding the severe illness associated with COVID, especially with these two vaccines from Moderna and Pfizer. And again, when I say avoiding severe illness, like that was the main goal, because it's one thing to get COVID-19. Again, as at the time I'm recording this, about 140 million, give or take, um, have COVID. Uh, uh, this is worldwide. And about 3 million, a little bit over, um, have died from COVID, right? So, and again, that doesn't talk about a lot of the, you know, post-COVID related issues that I think we're going to have to really, like, have a discussion with either sooner rather than later, um, especially because we're again, we're going on a little bit of a year out and we're starting to see, you know, a lot of these people who, quote unquote, survive from COVID still dealing with lingering issues that they never had to deal with. Um, I was I was watching, uh, I think it was ESPN, and they talked about how uh, one of the uh, basketball NBA basketball players who had COVID still needs to use an inhaler before games. Right. And this is this is a. Uh, a premier fit NBA athlete, right, who has to now use an inhaler before every game to make sure he's breathing correctly, right? Like we're we're gonna have to have a long discussion, and I think you know the numbers are still there. We're they're still kind of coming up. But we're gonna have to have a long discussion about that. But that's again neither here nor there. But again, we had the studies. We had everything happening. A whole bunch of people got it. Money poured in, technological advances, and here we are. Um, and again, I think when I think the welcome party of the need to get back to normal, I think that's what kept pushing people right to want to get this this treatment out. And fortunately, it's been received uh, very well. You see, I mean, again, I don't have to tell you. You're starting to see, you know, countries open up again. People are planning to take trips. Uh, you know, people are getting back on airplanes again. Again, remember, like it got so bad, people stopped flying. Right, like it was like it was that scary of a time. Right. People stop doing their normal. They stop traveling. Like that's that's what's the scary about everything else. I think some people kind of put off how bad it really was, like especially March, April, May, like of 2020. Like I think they put off how bad it really was. 
because like because now that we have treatments, they're like, oh, whoa, that that came out kind of fast. No, it didn't. Re- it really didn't come out fast, especially if you if you listen to you know you know me talking today, right? It didn't really come out fast. You know, just everything that had to happen, you know, occurred in our regards, right? So. So that's it, right? That's what I call the perfect storm. So again, you know, ladies and gentlemen, especially my lunch and learn communities, whoever's listening, whoever's watching, when, when, when you hear someone say that, I want you to be able to, again, m- make sure you have this video or this audio uh, bookmark saved somewhere that you can quickly send it to them, right? Because they're going to need, they're going to want to hear it. They're going to want to see the steps by steps breaks up. And that's what we're here for to, to kind of help them out. Um, and before I go, right? Before I go, right? I said, I'm going to give you a bonus, right? Because Typically, when I hear the, how did you get the vaccine out so quickly? They, someone will always follow up with, well, why is there no HIV vaccine, right? So, so let's, again, let's just break out the numbers again. Uh, let's talk about HIV. Since the HIV was, you know, you know, first kind of discovered per se, uh, in the mid 1970s. As we speak at this time, 2021, we have about 38 million people worldwide worldwide affected with HIV, 38 million. Again, I just kind of mentioned it before. COVID-19 in a little over a year has affected 140 million people, right? With about three of them, right? Passing away, right? Which means COVID-19, people who have been diagnosed with COVID-19, 137 million, almost a hundred more million people have COVID-19 in one year, Right. And I got, we, we, I think we, we have to stress this in one year, COVID-19 has affected over a hundred more million people than has HIV, right? More people are living in this world with COVID-19. Again, a hundred and let's say, we'll just say about 137 ish, 137 million folks have been affected, uh, or are living with COVID-19 worldwide as we speak versus the 38 million, right? So we already have a numbers disadvantage right off the bat. Right. And what happens when we have that numbers disadvantage again? Just, you know, remember what we talked about here, right? If you have this number disadvantage, you know, HIV wasn't shutting down, uh, global markets, right? HIV wasn't shutting down financial markets. HIV wasn't causing travel bans. HIV is not doing that, right? So what does that mean? You're having less government support to try to fight it because it's not really messing with them. Right. So if you have less government support, that means you have less financial support, which means that one of these pharmaceutical companies are going to have to come out their own pocket. Right. And pay for the treatment or the, the supposed treatment, which is the vaccine. So and these are some other things that we, we really need to make sure we drive home when we think about HIV. There is no natural immunity to HIV. Again, you can get COVID-19 and and live. Right. And your body will develop some antibodies and be able to kind of get you over that hump. I know a lot of people, especially in a hospital setting where they get COVID-19, but they come into the hospital for something else. And we just happen to diagnose them with COVID-19. They're completely asymptomatic. Right. A lot of people are walking around in this world um, with COVID-19 who have no clue they actually have COVID-19. That's a reality because your body can fight that. Your body can't fight HIV. If you get HIV, right, you are not going to win. Right. Like yeah, there's no there's no immunity like because HIV is a bad, 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 bad viral uh, bug. Right. It does not play when it comes to immunosuppression. Right. You are not winning that fight against HIV drinking tea or like that's just not happening. Right. Um, there's a lot of variability associated with HIV types. Right. Which again, like and we've talked about some of the variants associated with COVID-19 in the past episodes. Um, so we know there is some concern there. But the same thing happens in HIV. 
Um, we, we don't know if there's a correlation of protective immunity, right? Like how would we be able to diagnose that? How would we be able to treat that? We're not even sure yet. And so far, again, and I talked about, I kind of mentioned how even with COVID-19, even though financial markets were shutting down, we still made sure they went through all of these steps, right? All of the, again, the safety trials, right? The four different phases, right? Here, I kind of mentioned how the lack of animal model that reliably predicts vacancy efficiency in humans, right? So like they can't even get through like the first phase of a treatment plan, especially from a scientific standpoint, before they're even testing it on humans, right? Like that just, that's just not it, right? So that's why when you, so when you hear, and all, again, all of the things I mentioned, like, COVID-19 has shown, right? We have a natural immunity to COVID-19. We see the variability, but we, we see it's not as extensive as HIV, right? We know that there's some protective immunity associated, right? If you happen to get COVID-19, we know all the things and we definitely have plenty of research that, that shows the efficacy in humans, right? Like, so all of these things that COVID-19 has, HIV doesn't, right? So when you hear, again, I, I wanted to make sure I hit y'all with that bonus. When you hear, Hey, what about the HIV vaccine? Where is, when is that coming out? That is why the HIV vaccine is not coming out. Now, then that's not telling you, that's not saying that people aren't working on trying to treat it. It just means that you should not expect to see it in within a year. It just, because again, the, the motivation just isn't the same. Right. And again, I want, I don't want us to be disingenuous when we think that like, Oh, if I came out with a COVID-19 vaccine, I should be able to drop a, a HIV vaccine next week. No, that's no. That is not the case. Uh, you know, again, and when you, when you listen to lunch learning, when you're lunch, when you're in a lunch learning community, uh, you know that you, you're not going to be misguided, right? By like, you know, blog posts or people just kind of like saying crazy stuff. Like that's just not the case here, right? So again, uh, I appreciate everyone, right? Who DMs me, emails me, ask questions, leave comments on the YouTube page. Again, remember, if you if you're not already subscribed, make sure you subscribe to both my YouTube channels, Dr. Pierre's Health Checks as well as Dr. Pierre TV. I will leave the links uh, in the show notes um, to make sure like you, we're together, right? Like make sure you subscribe, you know, press, press the button wherever you're at, right? Subscribe, 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 subscribe to the podcast as well too, right? Leave us a five-star review. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. And again, you guys be blessed. Be safe. Wear your mask. Get your vaccine when you can get your vaccine. And I'm going to see you guys next week. Thank you for coming to the end of the episode. It is your truly Dr. Barry Pierre. I want to give my undying thanks to you for your support. Just getting to the end of the episode means that you at least enjoyed today's episode. Hope you were empowered by today's episode. Please remember to share this episode with at least two people that you know that would be greatly affected if they did not listen to today's episode. And if you have not already done so, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a review. Leave a review there because your support is so, 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 so valuable for what we're doing here on the Lynch Learn and everything with Pierre Medical Consulting. And if you have not done so, go ahead and join the listserv. To join the listserv is very easy. Just grab your phone right now. I'll pause. Join the listserv. You want to text Lunch Learn Pod. This is all going to be one word Lunch Learn Pod to 44222. And you'll be on the listserv. You'll know exactly when new episodes are coming out. You'll know about new episodes before they actually come out because I usually tell my listserv members, hey, this is what I'm working on. This is the guests that you should expect to hear for the week on. Thanks, guys. You have a blessed day, and I'm going to see you guys next week.